Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicas.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is about one of the fastest growing smartphone players in India. It does far far much more than that. Now, after having set shop here in India in 2014, Xiaomi has galloped to sell more than 100 million smartphones in India. How did it go about its business? Joining me on the call for his cover is Rajiv Singh. Hi Rajiv, good to have you back again. Hi Abhishek, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, before we dive into the cover, Rajiv, can you give us a little glimpse of uh, Xiaomi when it began in 2014? In what circumstances did it uh, introduce itself in India and what was the initial goal? You know, 2014, nobody would have given a realistic, I, I won't say, I would rather say not even a remote chance to this Chinese brand, especially coming to India as an online only smartphone brand. There was no smartphone company or brand in India that used to sell only online. So it was a massive leap of faith that Xiaomi took in India and it paid off, absolutely paid off. Right. And you write about how they began in a very small apartment was it in bangalore and first milestone was to have at least 10000 odd people to buy on flipkart at least at the time so the beginnings were quite modest much like a silicon valley startup in a garage perhaps yeah absolutely and they the, 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 all the guys were so apprehensive because nobody knew what would happen a brand that nobody has heard of a brand that was not used to marketing a brand that didn't do any advertising So how do you expect people to know about the brand and then come and buy at least 10,000 uh, units? This is what uh, Manu Jain and his team initially decided that they would put at least 10,000 and that was the minimum amount, 10,000 units of smartphone on Flipkart kept their fingers crossed because they didn't know if even if a single buyer would turn up on the site to buy the uh, handset or not. The site crashed and it was attributed to number of people scurrying to take advantage of that deal. I know more than a million uh, came on the site to buy the buy the handset and it crashed imagine what a beginning yes in in terms of a brand which uh, you write selling more than 100 million smartphones in such quick time toppling the market leader samsung what is its strategy in india given the fact that it's a market driven by price you know definitely but a couple of things that always went in favor of Xiaomi where initially it was an online only brand manu jain and the team saw that this gambit worked they continued with this because being online initially helped number one was credit expenses came down you didn't have to open the offline stores which are usually very expensive way to expand second is its word of the mouth works a lot xiaomi always worked on creating a community loyal mi community me me community which which no other brand was trying to do it and they saw the power of uh, this word of mouth community that was the second strategy third was you know offering great phone with so much of high specs i would say and at a very modest price if you read the ip document at that time when it was about to uh, go public it it made it made it very clear that it won't keep more than 5% of the margin on selling and that's how the brand has been since then right it started off uh, as a smartphone company in india but uh, you write about their ambitions elsewhere in categories such as wearables power banks and televisions and even what smart air purifiers shoes lifestyle products so what is xiaomi what's its positioning or what does it want to do in india what i think about xiaomi i would say that it's you know many people or many brand claim to be a smartphone company but this company actually is smart why i would say is smart because you know only dabbling in smartphone won't take you ahead in india 
won't take you far away in India. This thing was very clear because it's a very commoditized category. Any player can come and disrupt the market. You can see that Realme is another brand from Oppo, sub brand from Oppo, is actually disrupting the market. So any brand, one and a half years back, nobody would have given or heard about Realme, but now it is you know, second largest in India in terms of smartphone, second fastest I would say. So th- this thing was very clear to Xiaomi and the entire gang that only smartphone won't take them ahead, and they never, you know, they never modeled or claimed themselves to be a smartphone company. They always called themselves to be an IoT company, artificial intelligence backed company. You write about how they call themselves an internet company with smartphones. and smart hardware connected by iot platform a pretty wide canvas to paint on you know on that thread uh, they claim to be the biggest smart tv brand in india uh, it sold some 2 million television sets in 14 months how do you explain the success in in that uh, getting a product to market in quick time and then succeeding in such quick time so much so that within a day of launching trimmers as well even even in that category Uh, they were number one by a pretty big margin. If you look at the categories of smart television, you know smart television. It's not that they were the first one to bring a launch smart television in India. The guys like Samsungs and LGs and Sonys, they were already there with smart television. But look at the price that they were offering. It was more than or very close to a lakh and above. What Xiaomi did was to to realize very quickly that there is a huge gap in the market because people were hooked to smartphone. the era of netflix had just started and other ott had started and people wanted to watch that on a larger big screen it was not affordable for all so to print smart television at almost one third of the price of what the market was offering is nothing but uh, a disruption the market was never a big market it created the market and expanded the market so it's not just about you know selling products at uh, a very low or no margins but keeping in mind that money might come from elsewhere where i think manu jain told you that uh, it's not they don't want to make money by selling the television set but by making content that's where the money might lie wherein 7 lakh hours of content is what they already have so for the time being globally if you look at the entire the revenue breakup of shomi it's more the money still coming from hardware i won't say it's coming largely from software but that's what they aspire to be the target is to make more money from the software rather than a hardware because traditional television companies do that sell a television and the job is over so for shomi the job doesn't get over there they sell a television and then they would like to milk it by selling the content right and it's it's in addition to a price it's quite easy to pin it down pin the success down to price there are a few uh, tweaks or innovations uh, that uh, they've done right where they figured out how to amplify the sound and the brightness Uh, to meet indian demands even if we don't uh, listen to the television set at high volumes we would like to have that option abhishek they have done a mcdonalds remember mcdonalds when it came to india aloo tikki burger paneer burger nobody had heard of but they start doing that and it turned out to be a best seller so shami very early realized that if you have to sell products in india that had to be tailor made for indian consumers you have to customize it and then you have to tweak it according to the taste and the sensibilities of the indian consumers if you look at trimmers nowhere across the world shami sells trimmers it's only in india so it's made for india product uh, last few questions what is it that they are looking at in terms of uh, challenges to the rapidly expanding categories it has its hands in so many pies is one way of looking at it 
some critics might say they are expanding too soon how do they look at it as manujan told me the biggest challenge would be the internal challenge you know as long as they are not complacent in any category as long as they think that you know they have a lot to achieve they will keep on going you know the biggest challenge to shaomi could be shaomi itself okay and then how much of uh, all of this is down to manujan who's been at the helm since they began uh, back in 2014 how, how does he come across as a leader Uh, and how do his people respond to him you know it's largely the success that shaomi has seen in india is largely attributed to the local leadership and that holds for any global company which is smart enough to realize that no point in getting the global guy and making him or her head of the india operation it's always the local guys who has got the knack of what is happening at the ground level and this is what manuj and his team has done initially if you look abhishek for first two three years it was only manuj and largely manuj and who was running the show in india but last two years they have beefed up team b as well so there are many guys cmo is there cfo is there then their online operation in charge is there so they have they hired a very great team i would say and all of them have supplemented the effort of manuj jain well i think in the interest of time uh, rajiv uh, we will end this one on that note thank you very much for your time on this podcast thanks a lot abhishek great talking to you as usual Great thank you and all you listeners uh, you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com and on iTunes and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription message forbes to 51818